Guardians, it's time once again for the Fearless Parenting Show. Again, welcome to the Fearless Parenting Podcast. In today's episode, we're very privileged to have Christopher P. Brown. Christopher is a former preschool, kindergarten, and first grade teacher. He is also an award-winning researcher, teacher educator, and professor of early childhood education in the Department of Educational Leadership and Policy at the University of Texas in Austin. He is also the author of Ready for Kindergarten. So without further ado, here's Christopher P. Brown. Well, 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 welcome to another episode of Fearlessly Parody. Today, I have as a special guest, Christopher P. Brown. And he's coming to us to talk to us about something that is very important to all parents. It's particularly those with kindergarten children or sending your children to to a, a school for the first time. And he's going to address that issue and more. But that's enough from me. Chris? Yes. The floor is yours. Okay. Um, as, as you said, Stan, my name is Christopher Brown. I'm a professor at the University of Texas in Austin. Uh, my focus right now is ed leadership and policy, uh, particularly ed policy. I'm a former kindergarten teacher, preschool teacher. I'm a parent of three kids who've gone through public school, um, are still in public school, I should say, really. Um, and yes, as you said, my focus today is thinking about how we can help support families so that their kids have successful launches into school. And, and one thing that I've been struggling with my entire time since I left the classroom and been a researcher is I worry that parents specifically sometimes worry about their children being ready for school. And mm. this really hit home last year. Uh, I have a brother who has a kindergartner and they had a really rough year with kindergarten. And I think for me, I always have taken for granted all my knowledge and experience with this process. And I had to really help him and his wife. I wouldn't say a lot, but I just want to reassure them how wonderful the child was because they aren't, weren't always getting that message from school. Um, and I think that's really, for me as someone who's taught teachers how to be teachers, uh, that's really troubling because I want families to recognize that they know their children better than anyone and that they're the ones that yes. they're going to lean on the most. Uh, as we go through school. So when you're hearing those negative messages or you're having any doubts about whether or not your child is ready for school, the reason I wrote the book I wrote is to help reassure parents that you can do this. You know your kids better than anyone and you need to be your child's biggest advocate for this process. Because in my mind, schooling should be fun. Kids should be Absolutely. It's got to be fun. Yeah. And, And I think for so many kids now, it's not. And I think that's where parents can step in and help be advocates for their child. Um, and talk with the adults within the school environment to help them see how wonderful each child is and how they can support them to be successful. Do you think that has to do with expectations? I know in life, well, we expect one thing to happen. It yes. is something else happens. Yes. What's in between is called disappointment. So speak to that, if you would, about because it sounds like that's what you're trying to do. It's a set of expectations between the parents and the school and, and help try to set expectations uh, regarding the child to the teacher. Sure. Uh, go ahead, speak to that. Well, I think one thing is a lot of parents, particularly if you're a new parent, you don't know what to expect. So that's nerve wracking. And you hear different stories from friends, family, you know, other neighbors, whatever it may be. And so you're a little bit nervous about whether or not your child is prepared to go into the school environment. 
So that, that, that expectation can be overwhelming because they just don't know what to expect. I think another thing is um, teachers, they don't always want to do this, but they're under a lot of pressure to make sure all kids are achieving at a high level. And that puts a lot of expectations on them to push kids to learn quickly, fastly, and at a, you know, at a certain pace. Um, so there's this tension there between the school and the family. And I think sometimes because everybody feels like they're under so much pressure, they forget to talk to each other. They forget to recognize that they're working with five-year-old children see that supported and nurtured as they go into school within that process. Um, so I think if parents have a better understanding of what school's like, um, which I talk about in my book, um, you know, a place where kids are going to be learning on their own a lot more, where they're going to be one of 20, um, where they're going to have to learn how to control their bodies, learn how to ask for assistance, but also learn how to, you know, be quiet and sit and listen, um, as well as have some skills that can help them feel more prepared for what's going on. But I also think families sometimes, a lot of families have had very negative experiences with schools, and, and that can be overwhelming or intimidating to go in when they feel like there's an issue and not say anything. Um, so I want parents to be the best advocates they can for those kids. And then on the flip side, from the teacher perspective, I think teachers, we something I talk to the students I work with all the time is you have to recognize every parent wants their child to succeed in school. Yeah, and what that success might look like may be different than what you're thinking because you're thinking academics. Um, and so we have to have an open line of communication between the two within that process. So rather than think of, you know, because what you're saying with expectations, it can go negative. I want to reframe it much more for a positive, you know, a growth mindset where we all can work together to help kids be successful. And to be collaborative, uh, sure. you, you need to be uh, an effective communicator. As John Maxwell says, a lot of people communicate, but very few connect. That's very so you, true. How can parents better connect uh, well, I, with the teachers at school? I think one thing is to recognize, I think parents sometimes fail to recognize how much stress teachers are under. So they come in thinking just about their child within that environment. And so I, I think being compassionate and recognizing that the teacher is trying to do the best job that they can. And they may be in a work situation where it's one teacher and 20 kids. And so they are gonna miss a lot of things that their kids might be, might be telling them as the parent. So just being open to that and letting the teacher be aware of that you recognize they're stressed like you're stressed. And so we have to work together um, rather than come in a combative mode within that process. Would it be, and if I'm understanding you correctly, sure. would it be more helpful if the parents, when they came to the school, and instead of being so focused on just their child, if they ask, say, hey, how can I help you? Oh, that would be wonderful. My child in the classroom so that not only my child is successful, but you have success among the, the other students. Would, would that be helpful? I think that would be helpful. And I also think another step thing that would be helpful, Stan, is to ask the teacher, what can I tell you about my child that'll help you get to know them? I think you know sometimes teachers just don't have that time to figure out their kids quickly. So if parents can offer information and knowledge to teachers about their kids as learners, like what does your child do when he or she gets frustrated in a learning situation? Um, how do they approach new learning situations? Um, when they're angry, what helps calm them down? I mean, just things that, so that you can interact in a more positive manner all around the, within the classroom dynamic. Uh, that, that sounds extremely helpful. I'm a, a certified behavioral consultant you know, with DISC, and uh, I know everybody has uh, you know, different languages and that oh, if you're going to sure. effectively communicate with somebody, you got to have an understanding 
of how it is that they receive uh, information. The best way to talk to them and then to find out, hey, uh, my child's more of a visual learner. Right. Uh, my, my child's more of an auditory learner who they can pick up stuff just by hearing it. Or, or my child not only likes to see it done, do. but they like to listen. So, you know, and some learn by touch and feel. They, they got to have hands on. So would parents find this helpful to the teacher by letting them know ahead of time? Well, I think, I think, yes, that's helpful, but I also think parents have to recognize kids learn multimodal. It's not just one way, but they learn in all sorts of different ways. And I think parents have to recognize, and teachers as well, children's learning is very uneven. Unlike adults, it doesn't occur sequentially easily. It, it can take, kids can make progress and step back and that's okay. They don't need to get upset or freak out. Um, and, and part of it's a, just a process where kids are trying to make sense of how the world works and we're asking them to do very complex things in school. Learning to read, it seems simple, but it's really hard. It takes a lot of mental effort. And when you're five, it takes a lot of focus, which can be hard to ask of a five-year-old. So I think just being compassionate and patient towards kids as learners is just as important within that process. So as, when you're at home with your child, you know, being supportive, um, not looking for deficits, but rather seeing where they're you know, succeeding and using those successes to help address those areas where maybe they're having some struggles on their own. Love it. Love it. Well, that's it for part one of this interview. I would highly encourage you to come back and hear Christopher P. Brown in part two of my interview with him. And he's also going to talk about his book, Ready for Kindergarten. So until we meet again, God bless.